Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around, and thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go Cause it's the booty booty It's time to get this party started It's the booty booty It's time to get this party started With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, and the Jimmy, JC All we know and all we talk about is booty booty It's time to get this party started tonight You're listening to FP Presents CF Montreal Three Questions Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix we're back for week two for CF Montreal, three questions, our MLS-specific pod. I'm here with Olivier Brett, as we were last week, TV and radio host and voice of CF Montreal on RDS. He was on the coverage with Vendry Lefebvre, is his last name, right? Yep. I'm like saying it, I'm like, good God, is that right? And uh, I was on a panel with uh, Patrice Bernier, so it was great to see this team finally up close. And uh, Olivier, I always learn... Um, new French words. I expand my vocabulary when I do coverage in French, but Vendry expands it even further because I learned that gauge in French, the G becomes a J and it's jauge. Um, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's the beautiful thing of having a guy from Quebec City and a guy from the south of France uh, doing the commentary on the same MLS uh, MLS broadcast. So it makes it uh, makes it quite rich in terms of vocabulary. <laughs> well, it's great. I'm adding it to it. I can't promise that I'm going to ever use it when I'm on TV in French, but I loved it. I can jauge up my vocabulary as it were. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So uh, MLS is back. A New Look CF Montreal is back. And we're going to ask three like, likely unfair questions of this team, only one game into the season, where there seems to be a clear plan laid out for development of a distinct playing style. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of discussion about what that would be in theory, but we saw it in action in Saturday's resilient draw versus a potent Orlando side. So the three questions that we're going to take a look at are your overall impressions, Ollie, of uh, the team in game one of the Courtois era, era, who impressed, who disappointed, and how much rotation will we see in advance of the next match versus Dallas? Because mm -hmm. they start this season six games on the road. They're back training at home at Mary Victorian Indoor Complex here in Montreal. 
Um, so that will hopefully recharge the batteries. And can we expect to see the team execute a similar tactical approach with likely different personnel and some rotation in there? So um, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's an interesting program. Yeah, well, I'm happy to be doing it with you. So we'll start um, off with number one. So what were your overall impressions, Ollie? I mean, obviously, you've got the bird's eye view. You're you're mm -hmm. calling the game. Um, and were your impressions of the game the same today, we're Tuesday recording this, as they were immediately following that performance? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say it doesn't change because you spoke about a resilient performance. I think that's correct. But it wasn't resilient in a sense of just hang on for dear life and hope not to be aboard a sinking ship. It's mm -hmm. a team that tried to play football. They were against, yes, an Orlando team that was in uh, British Columbia just a few days before. So it was close to 10,000 kilometers there and back before your first MLS game. So that was obviously a bit harsh on Orlando, but it's a team that finished second last year. And it's a team that, contrary to CF Montreal, isn't looking to make the playoffs. They're looking to win MLS Cup. So I think you need to consider that. The opponent, the fact that you were away, and the fact that you only had one draw and three losses, most losses heavy uh, in preseason. I think that's a good argument to say that preseason results don't count for much because it's a Montreal team that we were told would look a lot more like 2022 than 2023. And I think that's absolutely correct. It's a team that came out, tried to keep the ball. Uh, you felt they were struggling at times because physically I don't think that team's anywhere close to what it's going to be in May. And you know what? Laurent Courtois before the game said, we had choices to make. I was named on January 8th. That was a few days before all the players had to report to Montreal for medicals. You don't have the time to do everything in a preseason with a new coach and close to 10 new players. So they had to make choices where tactical and technical stuff were prioritized. And I think that physically it's a team that's really going to grow. The good news is it's a team that's not injured. Whereas last year at this time, the place was falling apart because they went way too heavy on the physical side. And for that, I think we need to tip our hat to Barthélemy de la Croix, the fitness coach, because he was the same guy who was there last year. He made adjustments a year ago. He made more adjustments now. And you see the results they got because it's a team that's going to get quite fit. And it has to be fit because you saw it, Amy. Laurent Courtois, what he's asking of his players in terms of keeping the ball, being available for everyone, being brave on the ball, and especially pressing the opposition hard mm. to get it back quick, you're going to need to be really, really fit to play under him. Yeah, you, you hit a couple of things there. So there are learnings at work with staff members who are back. And yeah. is it a blessing in disguise, do you think, that the Olympic Stadium is the shit show that it is? So this team is is forced to be on the road. And and Laurent Courtois has talked about this these six games on the road is almost like a mini tournament, mm -hmm. in his words. Um, I think that helps players to compartmentalize it, to, to see it as like a short-lived type of thing where you get up for it. You're in hotels together. You get a chance to really dig into that team culture, that team mentality. Um, but maybe from a fitness standpoint, yes, they will still be working towards something. They're not going to be at full fitness immediately. But in terms of injuries and, and playing consistently on turf, maybe it's a bit of a blessing in disguise. The, the point you're mentioning about the mini competition, the mini championship, I think that's absolutely crucial because if I'm a player, the message I'm receiving is you will be judged like you always are 
but you'll be judged differently on this than you will be for what comes after. And I think that brings an awful lot of focus instead of bringing an awful lot of stress to get points in a very difficult environment because and i'm not talking about a hostile environment because i wouldn't say it was hostile in orlando but we all know that getting points away in mls is extremely difficult last year montreal got their first points in kansas city it was april 29th they got their first point on february 24th this season and last year was the sixth away game in a seventh overall so i think that's huge and I think that if you manage to get a few points along the way over those first six games that are away, if you get to five, ideally seven points, mentally you come back so strong because you feel that you accomplished something and you won't even be, what, a third of the season in. So yes, I think it can be a blessing, but as we saw last year, it could also be potentially a real problem because the points you never got at the beginning of 2023 are the points that you were missing when you were two points short of making the playoffs. Right. When you're sitting on the sidelines watching. Um, exactly. Who was it New again? York. Was it Tolkien? Yeah. Convert yeah. on that penalty. Yeah. Against Nashville. Exactly. Right. That was pretty depressing as a scene. But anyway, you're right. So if, if you're able to garner these points early on, you put yourself in better stead as you move through. You also mentioned right off the top the press. So mm -hmm. this was something I think we expected to see. But the way that it was executed, especially in those first 10 minutes, what it gave to the team in terms of energy what you saw in certain individuals, the way they had that combativeness, the willingness to get stuck into tackles, win tackles, the counter press, and the type of energy that then that imbued into the side, I thought was really positive. I think you also saw a player, and we'll get to individuals in a bit, but I'm going to touch on it here, like Bryce Duke, insulated by experience, where last year I found he was particularly lost on the press where he wasn't, mm -hmm. he was unsure, even if they're man to man, which they think they typically did or a zone. If he wasn't triggering the press, he was very, very unsure of where he was to go next. So I think that collectively it looked like a very sound press, but also a successful one that led to the creation of lots chances. of chances mm -hmm. and combination play and shots from distance, which we didn't really see last year. No, you're absolutely right. And again, this is a way. And that was a huge issue for uh, that was a huge issue uh, last uh, season because when Samuel Piet comes back from Atlanta or he's still in Atlanta last year, they got beaten. What was it, four one? And yeah. he says things aren't clear. We're not on the same page. And at the very uh, end of the season, when Gabriel Gervais was saying, well, I wasn't really satisfied on decision day when I saw the team in Columbus in the second half not really pressing and the effort wasn't there. Yeah, but would you keep pressing all the time if you felt you were just chasing your own tail? And that was the issue, especially away, because at home there was that comfort of knowing your surroundings. And I think the team allowed itself to play football a bit more away. It wasn't the case. And that's a huge difference because the message you're sending your team, if you're Laurent Courtois, is we're going to go at them at home and we're going to go at them away. We're not going to change our DNA. And when uh, Thierry Henry came in, because we give a lot of praise, rightly so, to Wilfred Nancy for having had that incredible season in 2022, where away or at home, the, the vision, the philosophy always stayed the same. But what's often forgotten is that 
when Thierry Henry came in, one of the first conversations he had was with Wilfried Nancy, who was part of um, uh, the staff before that with Rémi Garde. And Wilfried said, the second we hop on the plane, we already lost points. We dropped points. And that's a mental posture. That's the way we approach playing away. And we have to change that. It was changed a tiny bit under Thierry Henry, but then COVID hit. 2021, they came back during the summer. And then 2022, the mentality was we don't change anything based on opponents or what uh, pitch we're playing on. That's the kind of message I got from Laurent Courtois. And I think the players are really going to take that on. Yeah, that's an interesting point because the team did manage to amass a fair amount of points on the road last year, but it was very inconsistent. And there yeah. did seem, sorry, just to, to, to finish yeah, my ahead. thought, there was a certain amount of futility, like to hear you talking about the press. I remember playing, and maybe you can attest to this as well. If you're flying around and there's no purpose to the press you don't feel well supported you just feel like you're perennially chasing the game and there's nothing worse as a player because you don't have your bearings and then you just feel like you're going to be getting bypassed so I think you feel anchored in in the intent and in, in the clarity of the, of the messaging from the coaches but then also I think from the players around you understanding what their individual roles are and then you just are, are better prepared whether you're on the road, which is inherently more difficult, or at home. And as you said, there's a consistent thread. So it doesn't matter. We are who we are, whether we're at home or at Stade Saputo or we're at the the, the enemy's grounds. And, and you're absolutely right. It brings clarity and it brings accountability as well. Because if you're in the middle of the park, you're Samuel Piet or Mathieu Choignard. If whoever has the, the first cue to start pressing you understand the chain of events that's supposed to happen whereas last year you felt that somebody went but it was on a whim they were winging it and then the next person didn't know am i going am i staying will the coach be happy will my teammates follow and that was a disaster and that's the reason why i believe they only picked up points in four of their 17 away games last year and eight overall it was 35 away points the season before. So I don't think you'll get to 35 this year, but will you get above eight points overall on 17 games away? I'm convinced they will do. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good start in that regard anyway. So we will take a really quick break. And when we get back, we will address the rest of our questions. We'll be right back. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
What up, Primers? It's JC, that guy. Don't miss a second of Premier League action only on Fubo TV. Subscribe at FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime. With Serie A, League One, and One Soccer 2, you can get it all at FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime. Now, back to the show. Okay, we're back, and we will get into, that was a little bit long-winded, probably entirely my fault, but we will get into individuals. Yep. So, Ollie, who impressed, who disappointed, and and again, after this, I'd like you to address, because what I was excited to see about Courtois were his tendencies, mm-hmm. um, maybe the way that he looks at substitutions, the timing of them, um, what he's looking to do when he shakes things up. And obviously the game will dictate that, but uh, maybe that as well. So first of all, individuals who impressed and maybe who disappointed. Um, I might be a bit Obviously, like you think of uh, Matias Kokoro and you say, okay, he's really got something about him. I think he's going to be an incredible fighter up front. I was talking to you about it last week. Um, I think he's going to attract an awful lot of fouls. Uh, uh, Wilder Cartagena should have been sent oh off. Oh, my if, God. If not for a straight red, at least for the second yellow. And Oscar Perea is not stupid. He took him off at halftime. And I uh-huh. think that was the most blatant uh, confirmation that he should have been sent off. When your coach knows and he pulls you off at halftime, it's because he knows you've got another 10 minutes in you and you'll be gone. So uh, Kokoro is going to be interesting. Yankov, in terms of surprising me positively, Yankov was the guy because mm-hmm. I, I Laurent Courtois was always telling us he's got a, a something special to play between the lines. Um, technically, I think he's interesting. You were talking about taking shots from long range. I think he's one that could score a good few uh, or at least be really dangerous from outside the box. But the part that I was surprised with was the fight that he has in him. I wasn't expecting a guy who'd be that hungry to win the ball back, uh, who'd put in a shoulder. He's not the biggest guy, but he is solid and so that's going to be really interesting and he's a guy who could have been kind of off because physically we said it that team wasn't um and the pairs aren't where they're going to be in a few weeks time but i thought he was really solid finish off on the positive side juan i think is going to be one of the most influential signings of the season showing off a little bit in how you pronounce his name i'm just gonna say (laughs) and we we won't talk about him that much, but he'll be so important at take, going down the line at very specific times, making sure that there's an option out wide to go forward and bring everybody up the pitch. And obviously crossing, which was a nightmare last year in terms of delivering quality crosses in the box. I think that's going to be a huge asset. The only guy that I'd say is a bit disappointing. You were talking about Bryce Duke at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. But when you're an attacking midfielder, when you want the ball, you can't be caught so often surprised because you didn't see coming. You don't need to scan as often as Lionel Messi. You need to do it once in a while. And he got caught, what, two, if not three times, absolutely off guard because somebody was behind him. And you just you just didn't look. You never looked because the guy was there. There was no reason for you to be surprised by that. And for a guy who's already not the most solid physically, he's not the guy who looked for 50-50 challenges. I think he needs to make sure that when there's somebody behind him, he's prepared to protect the ball because if he loses it like that, I think we'll see Opoku taking his spot really, really quickly. Yeah, interesting points because what you said about Yankov, 
um, about, you know, he, he does have this ability where the ball seems stuck to his, his feet. He's a, his ability to operate in those tight pockets mm-hmm. and to not hide and to be available and to want the ball. But then, as you said, to not shy away from those duels, those tackles. And for the most part, coming up on the right side of all those, I think I was surprised by, and I alluded to Courtois and his choices, and it's maybe a fitness thing. And maybe it was even predetermined that Yankov came off before Duke did. Yep. But, you know, we'll see. Maybe again, that was something that they discussed because I thought he was much more influential. I thought Duke did very well at the beginning, but then you saw as he was continually dispossessed, not scanning, not aware of what his next action was going to be to sort of solve it before the ball got to him, that there was a reticence on the player's part to find him. They weren't looking for him as an outlet. Um, and he was hiding a little bit. And I'm going to again make it like, tie this to the Prem, but the reason why I love Darwin Nunez, and these are not the same type of players, but despite opportunities that he misses, um, you know, despite uh, not converting and having the composure that we maybe like to him to have as Liverpool supporters, he never hides. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did not like. That's one aspect that stood out to me, all the reasons you listed, but I felt like he was hiding after a while. And I don't like that. And you need to be showing yourself when times are hard as well. And I think that's an aspect like CF Montreal is still looking for the replacement for Georgi Mihailovic. Maybe yeah. Yankov is that, maybe Bryce Duke becomes that. But for all the, the faults that Mihailovic had when he came over from, from Chicago Fire, he wasn't that involved physically. He was told... Um, by Laurent Simon, 4-1, that he needed to get physically involved a bit more. He wasn't shying away from that. Even when times were tough, you felt that he was trying to get in between the lines, be an outlet, or at least create something. Bryce Duke in the offseason, he worked with a mental coach because last year was really hard for him. I spoke to him in Orlando a few weeks ago, and he was saying that being taken off at halftime as often as he was, he was telling me, listen, I don't think across the league anyone was taken off at halftime as much as me. And at some stage, when you don't get any explanation as to why. And that was a big issue last year under Hernan Lozada, communication. Well, you start doubting yourself and you start asking a ton of questions. So I think that was a very mature move in the off off season for Bryce Duke to start working with a mental coach. He also decided to trade uh, the ball for more gym work in the off season because he sees that he needs to get involved physically a bit more. So the beginning of the game is the benchmark for him and the rest of it, well, he needs to make sure that he's able to give himself another swing at it when the times get a bit harder or the opposition has more of the ball. Yeah, that that's interesting because we spoke about that on the Footy Prime podcast about um, Lasada's tendency to do that. And part of me as a pundit loved that he he kind of didn't give a shit that he, he just was going to take players off and make the changes that he felt like he needed. But usually it's because the first half was shambolic and he was forced into that type of uh, adaptation. Um, that happened to me once I got pulled at halftime and I didn't make eye contact for, with anybody. I was just absolutely, I just, it was kind of, I don't know, I was so embarrassed. So I understand what he's saying about that. Um, I would expect Courtois to talk to him, as you just alluded to, about the bright moments in the game and to say, this is what you need to do consistently. And if he can do that over the course of 90 minutes, then he will secure a starting role or he will get more playing time. But I agree with you. If we look at sort of the whole of his performance, I would see a Poku probably taking that that role from him. But another positive and a bright spot in that game was um, Jonathan Serrois 
and his return to to clean sheets, 11 clean sheets in 2023. And he's able to really get that over the line, get that result for the team. Because the second half, I thought CF Montreal came out flat and Sirois played hero for, for CF Montreal. Yeah, I I agree with you. And there was nothing really fancy about it, which we were kind of apprehensive about. I think they will be trying to get the goalkeeper involved a lot more this season. But I also think that they're aware of where they are in that process. And I think it was a sober performance, especially on the ball. There was nothing outlandish that was tried by the goalkeeper or defenders trying to involve the keeper when they shouldn't have. And then in terms of making saves... I mean, mentally, Jonathan Serrois, Amy, is like, he, how solid is that guy? Because it's a hard season now. It's your second season. It's confirmation. They invested in you. He has a contract that could keep him at the club until 2027. And at this time last year, he was a number two. And he had never played a single minute before mm-hmm. the first game of the season, the season opener in 2023. He'd never played an MLS minute. And now he's there. And you feel that he knows that his place is to be a first uh, a starting goalkeeper in MLS. It just shows you two years ago, he was on the bench in CPL. And now he's an undisputed starter in MLS with Montreal. It just shows you how solid he is mentally. Yeah, it's very impressive. He's he's mentally strong, but he also has a, a composure and a maturity that belies his years. So I think uh, CF Montreal in good hands with him between the sticks. So just to finish off, what do you think about this next matchup? They're back home and out now training, as I said, um, in Dallas on the weekend. So do you think um, that there will be a lot of rotation coming into this game or will we see a pretty similar starting 11 that we did against Orlando? Well, since you're still trying to get your bearings, it was a great start, but it's nowhere near the finished article. Would I change much? No, I, I wouldn't change much at the back. Jonathan Serrois is not going to move. I don't think Joseph Martinez is uh, ready to start up top. And I think the reps are important for uh, Kokoro. Um, could you change Bryce Duke for Opoku? Uh, probably. Uh, but the rest, then it becomes a question of how engaged do you want to keep everyone? And that's going to be crucial because we always talk about Wilfred Nancy and the style of play. But it was the style of play from the first to the 28th guy on the roster. Everybody was involved at some stage or another. And you never felt that there were any passengers or second-class citizens in his team. Obviously, when it got closer to the end of the season, you had a kind of a typical starting 11. But you never felt that anyone was really neglected. How fast does Laurent Courtois bring in a Victor Wanyama, for example, to make sure that he keeps a leadership position and he keeps some sort of authority in the dressing room on the training pitch? I think that's going to be the real question because in terms of making sure that you get to where you want to be, I personally wouldn't make many changes. Maybe Opoku for uh, for Duke, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think that the depth that this squad has now with with the new signings and with veterans like Wanyama, who's looking to reestablish himself after a difficult season last year, I think it'll be a, a tricky balancing act. But I think as a coach, these are the types of headaches that you want. And that's how you're going to have success because you have real depth in your squad. Absolutely. And you have a fully fit squad because at this time last year, Hernan Lasada was missing, what, six, seven, at times eight players. It's completely different, which is great, but it gives you more uh, it gives you more picking options, but it gives you more guys to leave on the bench as well, which is a, kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it from us for this week. Thank you again, Ollie. It's always great to chat with you. It was a pleasure. You. 
Yeah. And uh, also great. And you know, we're trying to get a foothold in the Quebec market here. It's it's tough. But I think that there's an audience for us here. I think there's an Anglo audience that's looking to see what's going on with their club. And hopefully we're, we're providing that for you. So uh, TonyBet.ca for any wagers you'd like to place. FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime for all your Premier League, Liga, Syria, and One Soccer. The women's national team play Costa Rica in their final game tomorrow. And the U.S. just was on the wrong end of a a 2-0 defeat to an exciting Mexico side. So uh, tune into the Women's Gold Cup there. But uh, cheers for listening and uh, keep supporting independent podcasts. And Ollie, before I sign off, that should have been it there. Where can people find you? And is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, I would like to plug, no. You can uh, you can come and see me on social media. I've got a pretty unusual name. Uh, I don't think there are too many on the planet. So Olivier Brett, you'll find me on Instagram TikTok, uh, Twitter, or rather X and the likes. So uh, just come in and have a chat. Excellent. Thanks so much, Ollie. This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Bat. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. And visit wearefootyprime.com and sign up for our newsletter. Always All the best. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.